Intense Driving Double Feature presents a spooky minute spent in a ghost house, episode 46. This is a minute-by-minute-ish podcast covering spookies and ghost house. We are we are at 66 to 70 minute-wise in this episode. We are, if, if you haven't been here for a while, we gave up the minute-by-minute thing eons ago. Uh, no, no, around minute 40 is why we did that, because I realized it would take me the rest of my natural life to finish this and Howling 2 and 7, 2 and 70's Friends of Frankenstein. So we're cooking along pretty darn good now. So this is 66 through 70 of both of them. And when we left Spookies, the gang, the guy, the older guy, who sounds, for a moment here, he sounds like Jack Benny. He sounds like the tougher he gets when he's talking about like reading some like ancient parchments and things like that he begins to sound a bit i, I want to say jack benny i was i, I closed my eyes and said, what who does he sound like i thought mm, don don i I, th- I think i think he sounded i don't do i don't do um impressions so uh or do i so so this one begins with uh the the three the the i don't remember any of their names now it's the older guy the straight-laced girlfriend and Boobs McGee, um, Duke's gal, uh, they are upstairs and they are looking at an idol that um, I think looks like an idol that was somehow related to the Ouija board and their friend Carol who became the demon, I forget. It was a long time ago. But it doesn't really matter. They're girding their loins to go down and try to fight whatever this is, Carol or, or whatever. So let me... Um, let me, I'm not going to play the minutes uh, because that would be five minutes of just mostly audio, but I am going to make some noises and then I'm going to talk about uh, the five minutes. I don't know why I just don't go into the five minutes right now, but I feel like I need to give you a little break before I do the five minutes. So let me just, let's pause a little. I'll have a sip. I got a cup of coffee. Uh, moonlight in Vermont. So this one doesn't end well for the gang. Uh, Carol's head is splitting open, and all kinds of electric rays are shooting out. And to be honest, at the la- at the, the all three of them hit the ground at the last minute. It looks like the straight-laced girlfriend is got gray hair. I don't like where this is going. I think I mean we we've got at this point when, when the seventy minutes end. I mean we've got fifteen minutes and change left, and I want to say the last two minutes or so are credits. So, and and. If you know the movie, you know that the ending does not really feature these people. So we're about to, the these people. So we're about to kind of move on over into the next um, the the climax, as it were. Although I think the actual the, the the big climax of the movie is we're about to see it in the next. I don't think it's in the next one. I think it'll, it might be in the next one. Um, uh, is I think something that was tacked on. Although I did think the little kid was something that was tacked on. But you see him sitting in this scene with the old guy, Creon, as Creon explains to the little kid, who presumably is his child and the child of the young bride who he's trying to bring back to life with all the souls. He's explaining, he's, he's having, he wants the kid to use the powers to kill the three people and take their souls, presumably. I guess putting the bride, I thought the bride was already alive. We haven't seen the bride in a while. What happened? strange movie when you when you watch I guess almost any movie when you watch it in this way becomes a bit weirder than maybe it should be but this one it's just like I'm thinking back remember was it Billy at the beginning sitting around eating snowballs as a weird guy uh creeped around and uh remember Mookie 
the mook and, and that one guy who got swallowed up by the ground and remember all that so long ago well this I do wonder in this they see two axes hanging on the wall the guy takes one but I don't think either of the gals takes the other you'd think they would you'd think you'd all want an axe if there are two axes everyone takes an axe now Boobs McGee there she she's hurt her leg so she's holding on to her leg and to be honest um in this one, when I was watching her, kind of, kind of hold, holding her, got her hand kind of on her thigh because where the wound is, and she's kind of stumbling along. I thought, you know what? If, if, if need be, I would, I'd save Boobs McGee. I'd rush in there and 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 pick her up and and carry her away. Actually, both the gals, I would throw one over each of my shoulders, and I guess the guy could. I don't know. The guy have to run alongside. But um, I suddenly became very nostalgic for all three of the characters right here, although it's really only the, the, the Duke's gal there, McGee, who, um, who I, we really sort of get to know. The other two we don't really get to know all that well, and it's kind of surprising when they turn out to be the ones who survived this long, although it, it really is, as, as, as Carol possessed Carol says, they really just were left alive for amusement. I, th- I think it's just one of those things where uh, Creon was having some fun, and goofing around and now he needs this to end so he can get on with it and he's i think he's just gonna like kill him like that it's always always kind of interesting when they do that right like in a movie where you think um you think the good guys have some sort of or even some occasionally like the bad guy but you like do you think the good guys have some sort of they've been lucky they've survived i'm trying to think of a good example and i can't think of a single one right at this moment I suppose, I mean, I just I just recently watched Avengers Infinity War and sort of the way you think there that, um, you know, you, you think that, at spoiler, you know, that um, that the heroes will have a way to, to stop Thanos and, um, you know, that um, doesn't happen. And you realize sort of when you get to the end that he, he was kind of, it was inevitable anyways, you know, it was like, you know, he's he's a, he's a little snowball at the top of a hill getting bigger and bigger and bigger as he goes down and nothing's stopping him and eventually he hits the ground and just, just takes everything out, sort of, and, that, and that's the way it is here, you know, it's like, it's a difference between like, you know, like, uh, I suppose there's a, there's a moment where like, you know, you're not, you're not going to say get away from Freddy, because you're always going to fall asleep, but you can get away from Jason. And but I but I like the concept that that where um, Creon just basically says, "Okay, I'm done now. You know, now my 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 son's going to show off. See if he can use the power. They talk about the power they have that helps them do all this. And to be honest, I forgot exactly what it is. But does it matter? No. Um, but I I applaud them. It. It's funny. It is. It's sort of the moment the three of them walk in the room, where the lights, and then a torch flares up. And then approach, Carol, you know, says approach, and all three of them look dazed as they approach, and then her head splits open. And it's weird, it's weird. She, she pulls the sheet off a mirror, and you expect something crazy in it, but all I saw was them in it, and her. So I couldn't quite figure out why she felt the need to... Do, did I miss something in the mirror? Maybe I did. I'll, I'll come back and look. How about, how about if I remember, after, when this scene ends, this playing right here in the next round... I'll have another look at the mirror, but I won't right now. I saw what I saw when I saw it, and I'm Lou Costello. No, um, uh, so yeah, so it ends, and it actually looks like where I've got a frozen right here. The the straight lace gal is on the ground. She's trying to raise herself up. It actually looks like she's spewing out like some like blue curvy ectoplasm or something like that. 
But uh, things are about to go bad for the three remaining people. Like I said, there's always something weird about the... Um, and it's very 80s, right? It's very, very sort of 80s and beyond kind of thing where you have the... Um, uh, there's no way you would have won anyways. The, the moment you... The moment they parked their cars there and entered the house, they were doomed. There's no way out, you know. And um, no matter what they try, you know, they they blew up death or whatever it was on the on the rooftop, and there's no there's no there's no way around it. It's inevitable. You're dead. And I will say here, I'm not I'm not really talking about movies like say Happy Hell Night or Phantasm, where you think per the rules of the movie, good one, but then suddenly evil shows up in the end. I mean, that's the thing with Phantasm is that the tall man is never going to go away. He's always there. You know, I never saw the fifth one. Was that good? Um, uh, but, um, uh, but but it's one of those things, you know, like Happy Happy Hell Night. Always, that always drives me up the wall because they have such strict rules as to how they can stop is it the malice? I forget what his name is, but the killer in that. And they go through the rules, and they do that, and one of the people sacrifices their life, and then he's still there in the end. How does that happen? That no, 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 no. You don't You do not do all that. I mean, unless the rules, of course, are all wrong. Maybe there was a happy hell night. If there was a happy hell night too, you know, maybe there'd be something in it. We're like, well, you did it wrong. You did something wrong, and you, you thought you banished him, but you didn't. But um, then I'm differentiating between this one where evil has control the whole time and where good has an out where they can stop evil um but um uh somehow evil survives when it shouldn't really i'm trying to i'm trying to think of a good example sim- similar to spookies give me give me a moment you're gonna have to help me out on this one i'm having a tough time i keep thinking soul of the demon but i don't remember how soul of the demon ends you know just something where like you think um no, not something like Creepshow 2 where he makes it to the shore but then the thing leaps out. That, that's more a surprise type thing because if he had gone about another 10, 15 feet, it wouldn't have got him. I'm trying to think of something, you know, where like they they get down and they think they're running out the door and then they discover that there's no way out forever. And I'm going to stop. Ghost House. Let's go on to Ghost House. Maybe Ghost House has like that. How does Ghost House... Have... Ghost House actually ends in a dippy manner. But but let's go on to Ghost House. So we, where, where did we leave with Ghost House? It was... Um... Uh, I don't even remember. Here, let me uh, let me let me play you a little of me singing, and then we'll go on to Ghost House. Ghost yeah. Say goodbye to Tina. We see Paul and Martha briefly, and they argue, and there's a strange line delivery from Paul, which I'll mention in a moment. But this, the main focus of this one is Tina, and she ends the five minute. the The last shot of the the minute is. Um, the, the of the five minutes is her um, on the floor, uh, lots of blood around, and um, there's a rocking horse in the middle of the screen, blocking a lot of the view of what's going on. But over on the far left, actually looking like it's sort of coming out of the rocking horse's behind, is Tina's top half from basically her midriff up, and over on the far right. Uh, by a doorway you can see the top of Tina's skirt and her legs from the knees down and her feet and shoes and there's a gap of oh two three feet in between because a gigantic metal blade thing the kind it, it, it looks like a sort of thing like like when um you know, when magicians do things where they like put people in the cabinets and they have those huge metal sheets that they slide through to cut cut people in bits, 
kind of thing. That's what just she tripped over a box and that fell on her and, and cut her in half. Um, as she's, I don't know, she meant to be what, like 15, 16, something like that. You don't normally usually see the, um, the younger kids cut in half like that, but let's enjoy it, shall we? Um, Maybe if she'd run away rather it's it's funny because the way she 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 gets gets the falls down there is she um she's walking into a room she's looking for the kid um Pedro or whatever his name was um san pedro um uh one of those beach bums from um uh she finds that skull hand thing he has she goes up some steps she goes into a room with a rocking horse and everything and she sees a spider web filled with like mutilated rat or mouse carcasses she screams turns and trips over a box and then the thing and then she doesn't get out of the way fast enough she she should get out of the way i don't know why she doesn't get out of the way it's 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 i guess i don't know is is as the um the evil little girl and her doll i guess have done something to her mind that she doesn't i mean she she's a perfectly capable young woman not not anymore um she was before that thing cut her in half and um and you do you do see a shot of it it cleaving something in twain and and um, it's good some good gruesomeness there. It's been a while since we've had some nice gruesomeness and um, this this ends the minute nicely on a on her getting cut. I, I kind of liked her. Uh, she was sort of annoying, but um, she had her charms and uh, and now she's in half. And um, Lisa. Oh wait a minute! Was the girl cut in half? Wait a minute! Lisa is the other gal who's taking go to take the shower, and she's up at the sink with a Walkman on, listening to some very generic jazzy music, and she doesn't hear Tina screaming, and um, she's going to shower. And meanwhile, that guy who got stabbed with a spear in the the shoulder drives away on the bike after talking with Lisa about how he's just got to get a part, and they can fix the camper and go. At least is dirty and wants a sh- uh, shower, and Tina's clean, and but she's in half. And Martha is not happy with Paul because she made him. They they left really quickly wherever they were, so you could talk to the c- cemetery custodian. And yeah, mainly this is about. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have a little gore, right? You you kind of forget what's going on in here after a while with people standing around and and weird looking people and strange accents and odd line deliveries and 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 this that and the other it's nice to have some some good good gore even if it, yeah, it wasn't a lot right there but there was a nice nice moment i always forget that lisa the gal who's still alive with the headphones on she she's the star of the crawlers another film mirage film and a really dull film mirage film. The the one that's the one with the killer roots, where the nuclear waste brings the roots of trees to life, and they go around killing people. That's one that you kind of watch, and you go like, it's like someone had a, a okay idea, and no one developed it. They just kind of like, we got some roots that we can maneuver around, and we got some actors and some cameras. Let's make a movie. And at the end, you're like, oh gosh. Jesus, if none of you are going to try, why should I? And I own it on Blu-ray. Why do I do that? Uh, anyway, so Portina has been cut in half, and she's been... I, I'm always confused exactly by... So, the the family dynamic here, because I thought Tina and Lisa were sisters, but the way they're talking here, it seems like the red-headed guy and Tina are sister, sister and brother, because he says she's been lying since the day she was born. Unless he's being, um, that's hyperbole. But the way he says, you don't, you wouldn't normally say that. 
you know, to I, I don't understand the relationship anymore. So I think Paul was he the guy who got killed earlier on? I think she was going, he was going out with Lisa. Tina is the redheaded guy. I don't know what the relationship between. Maybe there isn't a relationship between anyone. But Tina must be someone's younger sister, right? That's why she's there. I thought she was Lisa's, but not the way they were talking about her. I don't understand anymore, and I don't know that I care because Tina's dead. Does and it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, and, and it's not much. I mean, it's it's a fun, it's fun to see her get, and and that that shot with the rocking horse in the middle and and t- t- her head and and top half on one side and her bottom half on the other is fun. It's it's just kind of a fun goofy goofy moment. Um, so she's in half. Oh, and I'm just gonna wrap up the minute the uh, episode with just the the weird delivery of, I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian. You know, why do we have to leave in such a hurry? I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian. And the way he delivers it, you can't quite tell. Is he saying, is it like, I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian? Or, I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian. As in, and it's tough because it's not quite right. It would be, uh, what I'm trying, the, the, the second version of that, I'm trying more to do like, a, I need to talk to the cemetery custodian immediately. Or I need to speak to the cemetery. I need to speak to that guy now. Is what he? I think he's saying. But I can't wait. Makes it sound like he's really excited about. I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian. But that's not the way he delivers the line. The way he delivers the line isn't as you just heard. It's tough to. Do. I can't. If he says him like, "Look, Martha, I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian. We have to get down there now." That would make sense, but he doesn't say that. He says he just says, "I can't wait to talk to the cemetery custodian," and so it's sort of like, um, "So I think I think I get what you're saying. It's confusing. That line should have been written by maybe someone who spoke English. I'm not denigrating, but you know, a lot of these film mirage films, you know, you watch the people and you're like, like like sometimes when Martha speaks, I don't. No, it's actually the gal from Witchery." Who, who's with David Hasselhoff, who whenever she talks, I think, you don't know what you're saying, do you? And that's okay. I mean, I mean that, the, the, you know, famously, what was it? The, um, uh, when Monty Python in 72, 73, made the two, those two wonderful German specials. They did the first one in German and the second one in English. And um, we can watch them now with the first one in German, English subtitles, and the second one in English. But they dubbed the second one into German. And the reason why they did the second one in English is because... I forget, I think they said only Michael Palin and... I forget who the... uh, Michael Palin and one other one picked up the German, the accent, and the way to pronounce the words, but the other ones were pronouncing... They they did it phonetically. They did the German so phonetically, and they were pronouncing the German so badly that people couldn't... It didn't make sense. Some things didn't make sense what they were saying, and people couldn't understand what they were saying, even though they were speaking German. And so they, and so, and it doesn't matter to us watching it in English because we just see the subtitles and we roll with it. But I can understand completely watching it in German and going, what did, what did they say? Did they mean, what did that mean? And that's, that's, you get that sometimes with the film Mirage uh, films. And um, so I'll just leave it there, talking about Monty Python for a little bit. But yeah, Portina is chopped in half. So we got Martha, Paul, Lisa, and the red haired guy remaining. Oh, and the killer guy um what's his name oh pedro's still around right in there i don't know but we got how many minutes do we have left i think this is the, of the six i'm doing here this is the longest one yeah this is 95 minutes 
So we've got, um, how long is Spookies? Oh, that's right. Spookies is like 87 or 88. So we will get one full Ghost House only episode. Look forward to it and listen to this. 